I'm so excited to be on this podcast tonight because I got my special guest, none other than my sister from another Mr. Miss Real Estate Expert, Stephanie Elaine is in the building. And I am so excited that this girl finally, after I didn't track her down 15,000 years, two mules and a slave, got her up on this podcast to talk to y'all about home ownership. This podcast is going to be special because it's not only just for those who are first time homeowners, but because of her length of experience, y'all, she's been in the game since 2004. So, you know, she got some wisdom and some jewels, some jewels to drop on us. Excuse me, y'all. But we are going to have a good time with her. Not only is she one of my very best friends, but she is the one that slaps me around in the spirit when your girl gets out of hand. Girl, what's going on? Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Kimmy. I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm excited to talk to you all about the gift of home ownership and how to prepare for it and see if I can just educate and empower you um, to enter the market the right way and accomplish your real estate goals. Yes. And you know, with real estate, we know that that's kind of like saying a cuss word to those people who don't know what the real estate game is all about. Because with (laughs) with such a big um, investment like that, a lot of people walk in fear, you know, fear of the unknown. And then we hear these terms that's just like, what is a 15 year, 13 year mortgage? You know, when you think about all these big things, you know, it, it brings about a sense of uneasiness unless you are well educated. And so, Stephanie, why don't you just give us a little background um, on on who you are? Okay. So, um, as you said, I've been in um, real estate business since 2004. Um, I have worked for three out of the five top home builders in the country selling new construction homes. Um, And I also have worked as a realtor independently, um, predominantly helping home buyers and first-time home buyers and new home buyers and also helping sellers. Um, And when you work for a new home builder, that's kind of professionally working for a seller, (laughs) working for a professional home seller. Um, So I have experience from both sides of the table, if you will, representing both buyers and sellers in real estate transactions, Um, also helping to market real estate. I've done um, independent consulting on marketing and communications as it pertains to real estate. Um, So I I pretty much keep my thumb on top of the market. Um, I specialize in real estate here in the Maryland area. This is my this is my market of expertise is Maryland, um, particularly the Prince George's County, D.C. metropolitan area, Charles County. Um, however, some real estate knowledge is just general throughout the country. I did pass that national real estate exam as well. So, <laughs> so some things just go across the board, and um, I have a passion for empowering people to own real estate because um, through my years and experience, I've seen a lot of people either make um, very common mistakes in real estate or stop themselves altogether from entering the market and purchasing a home um, or getting caught in what I call the rent trap where it becomes difficult to buy a home because they've been renting and spending all their money on rent and they just don't know where to get started. So I really love reaching out to the people and helping them understand what it takes to purchase a home 
And, you know, it, it's one of those things where so many people said it's so far outside of their ability that they don't understand how simple it really is when you just have the right tools. Wow, that is so good. And, you know, you said something about the rent trap, and I definitely want to definitely get back into that because I, you know, I have never ever myself purchased a home, but it has been a talk in my family for a very long time. But as we said, you know, when you don't have the um, knowledge that is necessary, then you feel like you're doing yourself a, ju a justice. I guess it's like a sense of protection because you don't want to get locked into something. I've heard people say over time and time again, that it's easier to rent, less responsibility. Um, but you know, you don't want to get caught up into a mortgage um, because people don't understand that just because you're in a 50, 15 or 30 year mortgage does not mean you have to necessarily occupy that home for 15 or 30 years. And so, exactly. um, for someone like me, Stephanie, that's going into it for the first time, for the very first time, uneducated, um, what would you say prior to us even, um, putting our name on a dotted line or going to visit a bank or a lender to try to get approved. What are some of the top things that you can tell us that we should kind of prepare ourselves to do as far as I know credit is a big issue. Um, I know income is a big issue. Um, can you just give us some insight regarding those those areas of just getting started? Absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing is, Kimmy, I actually recommend getting started by going to a loan officer. And many people are like, oh, I have to do, you know, they, they treat going to a loan officer like going to the dentist. They almost want to, you know, deep clean their teeth before <laughs> the dentist gets in there. But when you're talking about home ownership, you have to know where you're starting. Um, and the only way to really, really know is to have a loan officer run your credit, talk to them about your income that you have right now, and and that will give you a picture of your current buying power. you got to know where you are to get where you're going, to know what it takes to get where you want to go. Absolutely. So I say don't be scared to look at where you are right now. Trust me, I don't care what your credit score is. They've seen worse, <laughs> and they're <laughs> professionals. Right. So it's important to look and see where your score is, and if your score is lower than you want it to be, also to know what is causing your score to be lower. Because a lot of people struggle with credit, not because they have bad credit, but because they don't have any at all. Right. A lot of a lot of us, when we um, first time home buyers, when we're first entering the market, even myself as a professional, when I went to buy my first home, I had to get more credit in order to increase my scores enough to get a home. Wow. And that's very, very common. So, you know, you may have a car note, which is great. You may have a student loan, which is great. But how long is your credit history? Right. Um, those are things that can affect your score. So you'll want the lender to look and see um, what it is. If, if something is keeping your score lower, you want them to see what is causing this. Um, some common things that may come up. Credit cards. Um, if it's credit cards, this is actually good news, and I'll tell you why. Credit cards can affect your score very directly, probably more directly almost than any other line of credit. Because if your score, if, if your credit balance is high, meaning say you have um, a $500 credit limit, well, that's fine, you know, and you pay your bill on time. But if you have used 450 of that $500, that is now dragging your score down. Yeah. So when you have credit, you don't want to max it out. 
If you max it out, it's going to drive your score down. But the lender will just tell you, start paying down your credit cards. I have less than 10% utilization on your credit cards. Um, that's going to reflect the best on your score. Uh, if you don't have any credit card, I say get one or a few. Um, if you're worried about, you know, I mean, certainly I don't say grab credit cards and just start maxing out your credit. But it's good to have open lines of credit because that will actually increase your score. So if your score is a little bit lower and you're concerned about getting approved for a credit card, you can actually work through your bank or um, there are even some separate online companies that will give you secured credit cards where you can pay maybe $250, $300 and open up a credit card and that will be your credit limit is the $250 or $300 that you've paid. And you can use that card for small things throughout the month and then just pay the entire thing off. And you keep a nice running payment history and a low balance on it and it will start to increase your scores. Right, Stephanie. And, and, you know, I tell some of my clients about the secure credit card as well because um, people don't know how to utilize the credit. Like you said, you don't go and max it all the way out because that can hurt you just as though you didn't have any credit. But what you do is you use it on small purchases. Purchases, but only use it when you have the finances in your hand to pay right back on it. So it makes it not exactly. only seem like you're building your credit, but that you're paying your credit on time. You never want to just pay the minimum. If you can pay a little bit above the minimum, then that will also help your credit score to increase. Now, speaking since we're on the topic of credit, now you know a lot of people don't want to see their credit because they, you know what credit does? It reveals their ugly spending habits. And you know, just yeah. like you said, you you mentioned, you know, in order to get where we, you know, where we want to go, we got to be able to first see where we're at and we got to be able to identify that place. But moving into home ownership, what do you say is a, a minimum um, of a credit score that could be acceptable? Now, give it take everybody who's listening to this podcast. You know, she's giving you her expertise. She's not saying that it's yay, nay, here, there. She's just giving you the knowledge that she has with working with people for over so many years. What do you um, see coming in the door as a low minimum that may give someone a good opportunity to qualify for um, a loan? If you have at least a 620, you're fine to get financed. Um, oh. There are even lenders that can finance you as low as 600 or 580 in some cases. Wow. Um, however, it takes, they have to look at the whole picture. Many people think you have to have a 700 credit score to buy a home. That's not true. Now, you'll want a 700 credit score because that's going to give you the best interest rate, right. which the higher your interest rate, the higher your payment, lower your interest rate, the lower your payments. However, you can get financed at 620. Wow. Um by almost anybody. Uh, and like I said, certain lenders will also be able to work with you down to 580. I've closed several properties where the person was just over 580, 581, 582. Um, it's very doable. And so, you know, that's why I say it is important to go ahead and just look at where you are now because it may be approvable, you know. Mm -hmm. um, the lender, when he first pulls your credit and you give him the information, he's you're, you're, the fear, I think, is hearing no. I think it's that heartbreak of hearing no, you can't buy a house. But it's never a no. It's either a yes or it's a here's how we can get you to yes. Okay. So don't fear the no. 
you know, even if it's not right now, it's going to be a tool that you can use to get to where you need to go. But that is so good. You said, don't fear the no. And when you said that, that kind of just jumped out at me because we do know that fear as we have the acronym false evidence appearing real fear is just mm -hmm. um, things that make us look at our inadequacies. And we begin to think that other people are going to judge us based off of it. But people don't understand if you don't have the proper understanding in any area, you are subject to fail in that area until you get the right information. Don't fear the no, because that no will just bring you to a place where it provides you the answer that you need for that area. So um, moving moving into that, you know, we talked about the rent trap. Girl, you know, I wonder yeah. about this rent trap because um, a whole bunch of us think we doing ourselves a big old favor by renting, um, you know, because when people think about home ownership, they're already calculating the cost in their head about maintenance. And, you know, if I got to repair my house and now it's on me and if they don't have that extra cushion of finances sitting around, you know, that leak that leaky sink can become a hole in the ceiling, you know, and I'm, and I'm hoping right. that of course, no one would go into a fixer upper like that under those conditions just to own a home. So tell us right. about this <laughs> girl. Tell us about this rent trap. Cause you know, inquire minds want to know. <laughs> well, I have a lot of feelings about this. My, my first feeling is I feel like, you know, particularly in, in our culture, you know, we have a tendency to move out too soon. You know, we're so anxious to get out of our parents' house. I moved out at 21 years old into my first apartment. And I was kind of laughing at my friends that were still living at home, well into their 20s, maybe through their 20s, maybe up to 30. But guess what? When they moved out, they bought homes. Wow. And it, so it starts right there. You want to stay home as long as you can bear it. You know, everyone's situation is different. <laughs> Not all of us have a situation where we could have stayed home right. uh, into our 30s. However, um, you know, and, and it doesn't always take that long. However, you know, you want to, the idea is if you're going to start renting and you have to rent, you want to be in a situation where you're renting slightly below your means. You know, if you get your, your good job and you feel that you can afford a higher rent, well, just just get what you need to get. Don't get the highest cost apartment that you can get um, just because you can. Right. What you're going to want to do is have enough where you can still save and prepare for home ownership because that's really why it's a rent trap. When you pay rents that are the same cost as a mortgage and you are not getting the tax benefits of a mortgage, which I'll get into that in a moment, what's happening is you are paying someone else's investment. You're paying your landlord's investment. Um, there's nothing coming back to you. This isn't an asset um, that you're investing your money in. So that money that could be going towards a mortgage is just gone to keep a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be in a position, if you're renting, be very, very careful and, and humble yourself, especially if your goal is home ownership. Humble yourself. Maybe you have a roommate. Maybe you, you know, have a, a, a situation that isn't ideal, but for time, if it's going to help you save and get closer to your ultimate goal of home ownership, it's worth it. Right. So that's what I mean when I talk about the rent trap is just, you know, everything you can afford on rent. How are you going to get into a new house when you can't save anything? That is so good.
That is so good. Well, you know, this program is definitely all about the faith. And we know that being believers, um, God can do miracles, but it also requires us to do our part and to take the principles that he leaves for us and instills in us so that we can be good stewards over what we have. Um, a lot of people want to jump into home ownership, but they have yet learned to even deal with the principles of renting a place. And so sometimes it's good to stay where you are until you learn how to appreciate and take care of what you do have because the worst thing you could do is be somebody who who tears up your own um someone else's home and then you get into your own place and you tear up that place but you don't have the resources or the finances to repair the damage you know sometimes we just have to use wisdom like you said and just stay put just long enough to prepare ourselves for that yes home ownership is an exciting step of course people say it's the american dream which i think is very overrated at times and sometimes underrated um, because for for those people who are establishing their own home for the very first time that's a place that you can grow, grow and you know raise your family in but for those people who just take advantage and don't know how to manage their finances or their budget it can be a very sticky situation so you know Stephanie I want to get a little bit into the 15 to 30 year mortgage deal because we hear a lot about that you know I've heard a lot about quick sales um people don't know what that is what does that look like what does that mean and so if you can just kind of um you know tell us a little bit about a quick sale and also like a 15 versus 30 year mortgage what does that mean in 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 like you know our ebonic language for those people who don't speak real estate terms <laughs> can you just break well, it down for us sister Yes. Yeah, so, okay, 15 and 30-year mortgages, and I think now they even have 40-year mortgages. Um, you think about it as if you're buying a car, which a car is very different than a home. However, um, the longer you stretch out payments, if you are getting a $200,000 loan, the longer you can stretch those payments out, the smaller those payments are going to be. Um, the thing about it is, with a 15-year mortgage, which is a popular option for some people, a mm -hmm. 15-year um, mortgage is going to be a higher number than a 30-year mortgage. However, if you want to aggressively pay off your house, that's a that's an option for you. Okay. A 15-year mortgage, um, the, the lower the period of time, the lower the interest rate. So when we see interest rates, it's assuming usually a 30-year mortgage because that is by far the more popular option. Right. Um, but a 15-year option is a good option for somebody who wants to aggressively pay off their home. Say you're planning to retire in 15 years and you don't want to have a mortgage. Okay. You know, that might be that might be a good option for you. Right. Um, now, you don't necessarily have to have a 15-year mortgage to pay your home off in 15 years. What some people do is they'll take a 30-year mortgage, which will have a higher payment, I mean, which will have a lower payment than the 15, sorry, which will have a lower payment than the 15-year mortgage. That way, they're only on the hook for the lower payment each mm -hmm, month. Mm -hmm. But then as resources allow, they will make additional payments to the principal of the home. Okay. Each payment that you make on a home... Um, for the first few years, very little of that is actually going to the principal, meaning if you borrow $200,000, that first payment that you make may only make about a 5 or $10 dent on your right. actual principal. Because now you owe us. Yeah, because most of it is going to interest. It, the interest portion is collected first. 
it's what's called amortization. Amortization is how your payment schedule is set up, where at the top of it, those first few payments, most of it is going towards the interest and just a little on the principal, but with each payment, a little more goes towards principal and a little less towards interest. But what some people do is during those first few years, they will take additional money and pay it directly towards the principal because at the end of your first year, you may look at your statement and be like, wow, I paid all those mortgages and only $300 came off of my principal. So, you know, some people to give themselves a leg up or an advantage will take if they have a few extra thousand dollars, you know, they'll just pay it down towards the principal so that they can pay the home off quicker. Now, let me ask you, uh, I'm sorry, Steph, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, with that option, let me ask you, because I know another question that comes about all the time is when people get a 15, 30 or 40 year mortgage, whatever the case may be, as far as their term, a lot of people feel that they are obligated to stay in that house that whole time. Now, say somebody gets a house, okay, and they purchase this home and it's everything they wanted, but five years into it, four years into it, seven years into it, they decide they they no longer want to live in this house how does that work are they bound to that 15-year mortgage or um well yes and no yes and no i'll say i mean technically you sign on the dotted line you're bound to the mortgage however what happens is that's how equity comes back to bless you say you buy that two hundred thousand dollar home you're in it for five years and now you want to pick up and move well you've paid on that mortgage so now maybe you only owe $180,000 on this home, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if property values in your area have come up, then you can turn around and sell it. Say now your $200,000 home is worth two twenty, Then you can turn around and sell it. And when you sell the home, you'll pay off your $180,000 mortgage. And then you will have to pay some money out to your realtor. But the rest of that money you can use. It's yours. You can keep it. You can... um, use it as a down payment on your next home. So just because you have a 15 or 30 year mortgage doesn't mean you have to be stuck in that house for 15 or 30 years. By no means at all. Ladies, the year is almost over, but guess what? I know one thing for sure. You have made sure that everybody had their needs met. Now it's time for you to meet your need. Head over to www.kimmymiller.com to join the Renewed Academy. You guys are going to have an opportunity to get freebies, webinars, free masterclasses, and so much more. Just go over to my website at www.kimmymiller.com for more info. Let's get into the show. Your equity is going to determine how quickly you can move. Um, there's some people that move after six months. <laughs> so wow. it just it just depends. You know, you don't have to be there um, just because you got the mortgage. Just when you sell the home, you're going to want to make sure that whatever you net from selling that home will be enough to pay off the mortgage. Okay. If it's not, that's when you start having to look at short sales. Wow. Okay. So that's what we were about to get into the short sales, because I know there's a a certain thing called short sales. And then I believe it's quick sales as well. Correct. So I, and I'm trying to think what, what the quick sale term refers to. I, I, I hear those terms, you know, they're, they're sometimes used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Um, even though short sale is technically not a quick sale, there's something called, um, a quick claim deed, which is totally different. I mean, that's totally, uh, a separate thing from a short sale. But a short sale, 
Um, a short sale is essentially like say you needed to sell your home, and it's uh, and it's a situation where okay, your two hundred thousand dollar home, something happened, the market crashed, uh, some something, anything happened. Where now your two hundred thousand dollar home is only worth one seventy five. And you still owe two hundred thousand dollars on it, right. but you have to move. You've got to sell it. Right. Whatever's going on in your personal life, it's got to go. So what happens is you actually have your realtor negotiate with the bank and say, "Okay, bank, this home is only worth this now. We have to sell it. We're not going to be able to pay you back this two hundred thousand dollars." By the time we take care of the expenses of selling the home, I'm only going to be able to give you one sixty. So now you've done a short sale. If the bank accepts it and just decides to write off that loss, then you can still sell the home and pay the bank one sixty instead of two hundred. The danger with that is that now it is a mark on your credit. It's not a mark on your credit as bad as a foreclosure, but it is still a mark on your credit, and it's something that will prevent you from being able to purchase for at least another two or three years. Okay. Okay, so now now we get into those who have, um, and y'all, let me tell you something. Your girl is so knowledgeable. I'm sitting here just feeding it all in like a sponge. <laughs> That's why I ain't even trying to interrupt because I got so many questions to ask. But I know because of our time limitations and constraints, we might have to do a part two to this at some point in time. But even for those people who are homeowners who have bought their property, want to sell, want to get out of the property, but don't want to really lose equity, but can't really put all the money back into the house because they need to go into a house that's going to be suitable. Like, how does that look? Do you get that a lot? Well, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I do. But you know, with, with real with real estate, you know, I think the thing is, like I always say, people just have to have realistic expectations mm -hmm. of what it is that they're trying to accomplish, you know? Um, so so with that, you know, I always just try to listen to the needs of my customers and show them what the reality is. Right. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. Because mm -hmm. I know that some people come in there and they like, you know what, I got approved for... Um, $250,000, but I want five bedrooms, a mule, a gold ceiling with a chandelier, <laughs> hardwood floors. And you like, okay, but all that's going to cost you about four, four racks, you know? And they sit back like, well, I need you to make it happen in 250. You know, oh, I think, trust me. I, I, <laughs> I think, I think my, I think my real true job title should be bubble buster. Um, cause I work in, I work in new homes and in the oh new home goodness. world, you see that often because, you know, people are drawn into a community by the base price right. and then they see the model, which has hundreds of thousands of dollars in options in it. And they're like, well, I want this and that's no problem. You can get this, but this costs a lot more than the price you came to pay. Right. So either we're going to have to pay more money or we're going to have to cut down on options a little bit. Now, with the resale world, if you're looking at, with new homes, it's actually very easy to control your pricing because you can get it at the base price and just say, hey, I'm okay having the standard carpet and the standard flooring and the standard cabinets for now. I just need to get in the house. I, I need a home. I need the investment. And over time, I can replace the flooring. Over time, I can replace the light fixtures, you know, but it, it'll be nice enough for now. 
you know, and and just not trying to do everything. You know, I think people have to understand the homes they see on HGTV, the homes they see with models, it's virtually, I'm not going to say it's unrealistic, but it's to give you an idea of what's possible. Unless you have an unlimited budget, you're probably not going to get all of those things, but just get the essential things, and then there's going to be some things that you need to do later. So that's that's what I mean when I talk about the realistic expectations of it. Right. So would you recommend someone, like, say someone comes in, they got their little laundry list, right? And they say, okay, mm-hmm. this is their budget. Would you recommend that someone come into a development like that and spend their money? Or would you recommend that someone go and find some land and possibly build the dream home that they want if they, you know, if the pricing works? Um, do you think that it, it, it's a little bit cheaper to do it like that or to come into a development that is um, selling new homes? So it is absolutely cheaper to buy from a home builder okay. than it is to try and build your own home. Custom homes are going to cost significantly more than homes purchased from a production builder. Um, one reason is if you bought your own land and you just said, I'm going to build my own home on this land. That's a dream thing to do. I actually dream of doing it myself one day as yes, much girl, as I love this too, business. Yes. But it ta- in fact, I'm going to claim that it will happen. However, that's a big goal. And <laughs> I always tell folks, you got to be prepared because there are so many pieces of it that people aren't putting together. They're thinking, oh, I bought this land. I can get this land for only $50,000. And then, um, you know, I think I can probably get this home built for $150,000. There's my $200,000 budget. But there's a lot to it. There is a reason why there is such a thing as real estate developers. Right. Real estate developers are very different than home builders. What they do is they do what's called perking the land, perking the lot. This means bringing in utilities. So a lot of times people, when they find really cheap land deals, Mm -hmm. it's because that land is raw, meaning there is no gas around there, there's no water lines, no utility, none of that, and all that has to be brought in. And bringing that in for one single old house can be heinously expensive. It can cost more than building the house. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, that's one reason why you sometimes will see homes um, that look like they're under construction and they've been at the same stage of construction for the past 15 years and people drive by and think, what's up with that house? I promise you somebody bought that thinking they were going to build their dream house and ran out of budget because they just didn't know how expensive it could be. Plus you're literally picking everything. You're picking out every light fixture, every cabinet, every door handle, you know, your appliances. There's so many details that people don't even think about with homes. I live for this stuff. However, the average person, it sounds good, but it would overwhelm them. Just well, like, honey, I'm going to tell you right now. I never now. knew there were so many different types of doorknobs. <laughs> yes, you, you got to have a calling for that because I'm sitting here listening right now, and I'm like, listen, I've been to told somebody, take a picture, hang it on the wall of your dream house in this empty house, and go ahead and get this mm-hmm. empty house on your little fixed budget, and that little picture you see on the wall, that's as close as you're going to get for right now. You got to call right. for this stuff. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, exactly. you know, you got to, people don't understand, like, you know, I, I, you know, even at my job, even at my job, you know, there's a, you know, a lot that goes on in the office or whatever the case may be. And they always look at me, they're like, Kimmy, you're just so quiet. I said, cause Kimmy knows how to drive her own car. I'm in my lane, in my vehicle, and that's where I'm going to stay. Like, I don't want to 
jump over in somebody else's thing because it looked cute for a moment. I might can decorate a room, but I'm not going out here telling you, okay, put this doorknob here, and the doorknob got to have a lock like that that has the key like this and the latch like that and the blinds like that because it all go together. I'm just going to call Stephanie Elaine and say, hey, girl, listen here. I just got me my brand new house. Here go the key and do what you do. <laughs> Exactly. I, am not, <laughs> I am not called to that. I can decorate, don't get me wrong, but I don't have the patience. But it's a lot it. to it. It's yeah. like who has time? You know, you yeah. have you have lives to touch. You know, yes. Like, so you know, I, we're all called yeah. to different things. Yes, girl, we are called to different things, and one of them is I would um I don't think I would sell too many houses because I'd be probably busting too many heads. You know, people get in there and start acting crazy when they can't get what they want. People don't like no when they think they come in there and they bring that check. They're like, hey, I'm going to spend my money. And it's like, okay, I understand you're going to spend your money, but you got to understand that there's realistic things that go along with that check that you're about to give. And so, you know, what I can respect about you in this business is that you don't do it just to sell homes. You do it to educate people. You do it to actually extend people's faith and what they can believe. I know that we've had conversations on the phone where people have come in and they were at the very verge at the very end and God has worked a miracle many times and times again. So what would you say to someone who is standing in faith? They are believing God for um, the home of their dreams. Matter of fact, I got a, I got another question that goes along with that. What do you say makes a house a home? That question was asked and I would like to hear your thoughts on what makes a house a home to you. What makes a house a home to me is love. Absolutely. Love. When what I love so much about my job is, you know, I get to help people build homes, the home of their dreams, or maybe just their home for right now. But the way I see it is this is not a normal investment that I'm selling people. This is their lives are going to play out in this place. And so for me, I want to set a stage conducive for love. Do you like to entertain? Let's get your family out here. Can you see yourself having a cookout in this backyard? Can you see yourself, you know, helping your kids with their homework in this loft? Can you see you and your spouse, you know, enjoying this, this owner suite? Can you, you know, I, I want, I want it to be conducive for love because love is truly what makes a house a home. It could be, the palace at Versailles. Mm. But if y'all are at each other's throat in that place, it's not going to be a home. Right. It can be the most beautiful thing. It can have just what they wanted in there. But if their children are not happy, if they don't have a place that they can go and be at one with God, they don't have a space for prayer, they don't have a, a space for believing, it's, it's not going to be a home. It's just a house. That's it's just it. a pretty house. That's it. Well said. But to me, that's what makes a house a home is love. And I mean, and, and no, you know, I live in my house by myself. Right. <laughs> I live alone. However, right. my house is full of love. Yeah. You know, me, first of all, me and the Lord getting in in this place. However, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy hosting my friends and family when they come over. I, I enjoy those things. My house is full of love, even though it's just me in here. I love myself. That's but right. it's conducive to love, but see, we, <laughs> you know. But see, we know we know that that house is filled with love, and we know that the atmosphere is waiting for Boaz to walk through the door. And I can't <laughs> wait to have my sister girl weekend because I ain't even seen the house yet. You know, the crib. You know, so I'm excited <laughs> about that in itself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I can come and sit my tea on your patio. 
you know. Yes, you, know, you can. I got my deck furniture and everything now, too. See, Absolutely. Yes, girl. See, come through. Come through. You know, I'm just really excited because, I, like I said, I feel like, you know, um, there was so many so many nuggets to take away from this. And a few of them that I wrote down is, number one, don't fear no. Don't get caught up into the no because the no actually leads you to finding out what is wrong so that you can fix it. And another thing um, that I took away from you is to avoid the rent trap. Don't get so caught up on thinking that you're saving money by renting when your rent cost could be the same as a mortgage that will accrue you interest and bring you a good tax write-off at the end of the year instead of putting an investment into the hands of someone else who may not even have a mortgage that great. You for all you know you could be renting and paying off of two mortgages on somebody else and they live in scot-free without a mortgage because you're renting from them so you know um one thing that i did um remember in and something that we were talking about earlier is with all your wisdom get understanding proverbs 4 is a great scripture for those people who are looking for wisdom when it talks about getting your wisdom the lord wants us to have wisdom he said it's the principal thing we got to be smart with what god gives us we have to be smart on the steps that we take in order to get there and but with all the wisdom we have to gain understanding and a lot of people fail in life because they just lack the understanding Understanding on what to do with the wisdom that they have. We may have heard all these terms 15 year, 30 year, 40 year, quick sale, fixed loans, and all that stuff. But until you get down into the nitty gritty and really understand what does that look like for me? You know, just because somebody exactly. says it's good for you, but how does it apply to your current situation and where you want to go in life? And Stephanie, I really just thank you so, so much for taking out the time to come on here since 2004, been rocking in 15 years with this real estate game you know and i wish many 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 blessings on you please let everybody know how can they find you i know on fridays you do your motivation you guys if you need to find her on social media outlets stephanie tell them where they can find you to get some wisdom like this absolutely so um every friday i do post devotionals straight from my time in the spirit on friday mornings and um, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is XOXO Stephanie Elaine. Um, and that's where I post uh, random things throughout the week sometimes, but faithfully every Friday I will post my devotional. Um, and also on Facebook, I am Stephanie Elaine. You can just go to Stephanie Elaine. That's it. <laughs> First name Stephanie, last name Elaine, even though my last name is not Elaine. That's both my names. Um, however, <laughs> that's how, that's how I can be found. And, um, if I can just leave your listeners with one last nugget. Honey, Absolutely. One last principal point I want to make uh -huh. is dream for the dream house. Whatever your dreams are, God's dream is bigger than yours. Um, and he may stretch you. Um, I know even me as a real estate professional, I had it all thought out what I wanted in my own home and God positioned me for more. I spent a little more than I planned to, but God made a way. Um, so you always want to leave room for God to work. However, the important part is getting in the game. If you're not in a place right now where you can um, feasibly afford the home of your dreams, I promise you, whatever you're paying in rent, there's something you can own that will be an equivalent mortgage. Start there. And then in a couple of years, that can be your rental property, and you can use it to catapult you to something bigger and better. So the important part is just get in the game. It's, it's not about waiting several years to you know, do what you want to do and have the home of your dreams. 
while you're waiting, you can wait in something you own. And instead of paying someone else's investment, you can be adding to your own real estate portfolio. So that's really a message that I also want to get through to your listeners is just get in the game. Girl, let me tell you something. If y'all ain't catch it, that girl just dropped a bomb on y'all. She just told you how to invest your cheese. Get you some more money coming back to you, y'all. She just said that if you need to get into something that, that is equivalent to at least the rent that you have, you can then turn it and flip it for an investment property, which means that you're just gaining, you're winning, you're not losing. And you know, more than anything, we want to be the lenders and not the borrowers. We don't want to be a slave to the lender. We don't want to stay in a place where we can't have assets or liquid assets to us that in the time of need, we have something that will assist us with whatever situation we may be challenged with. You know, a lot of times when you're trying to start businesses, and I know this is just kind of like a little sidebar but when you're trying to start businesses and stuff like that and you need to go to the bank for a loan they want to know what liquid assets do you have do you have any assets do you own any real property and things of that nature how wonderful would it be to go in there and say you know what absolutely i own my own home i've had my home for five years now my mortgage has never been late and actually i'm going to flip this for an investment property because this is residual income that's coming from the side because i just learned how to invest my money Yes, Stephanie. Yes, Stephanie. Give it it. to us. I know that we are definitely going to come back on a couple times. If you guys have not done so already, Stephanie Elaine will be at the Renew Retreat in April of 2020. You definitely do not want to miss this retreat. We talk about relaxation to the max. No husband, no children, no nobody. Just you, yourself, and Jesus. And so we're, we're, we're looking forward to going to that place to relax, relate, and release so that we can come back and finish out our 2020 even stronger than before, having a little bit of sisterhood, fellowship, and like a silent girl's trip. I ain't talking about one that gets you all drained and drunk, but I'm talking about <laughs> one that just gets you to the point where you could just have a moment alone to refocus and reshift and take some of these nuggets that she gave you in this podcast. So once again, Stephanie, I just thank you so much for blessing us with all of your wisdom. We are going to jump off of this podcast and we are going to play this advertisement because we got some bills that need to be paid. Hey there, this is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and I have a special message just for you. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, submit an email submission to thatrealwivesclub at gmail.com. Once again, it is thatrealwivesclub at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor for our show, you can find us on anchor.fm forward slash unapologeticwivesclub and submit your donations to keep us running live. Thanks so much for your viewership until next week have a great one